welcome back to the podcast. We're here for our second episode of the month of January. We're getting it in just under the wire. Just, just under, the, under wire. the wire. As of today, we are 19 days away. It's okay. Hold on to your pants, everybody. We are so close. Less so than close three weeks out. We have a lot of things to talk about. Um, still with this upcoming world conference but today's episode this week's episode is all about wellness um and we are fortunate to get to talk to some of our colleagues and their colleagues <laughs> about wellness and uh and what what wellness will look like what wellness means to them but then also what wellness will look like at world conference because that is the other layer to this conversation. So Melissa, who are we joined by this week? Sure. So we are talking to Kim Dorsey and Kim Marshall. Uh, first time we've ever had two people with the same first name in an interview. So um, that certainly makes it a little bit exciting and fun, um, along with our colleague, Catherine Lord. Um, as you all know, the spa and wellness space is the largest growing segment of the club industry. And so we talk a little bit about industry trends and what clubs can be doing to further integrate wellness into their operations, even if they don't have a fitness center. Um, even if, you know, even if you don't have that space, what is wellness and, and how has COVID and the pandemic really impacted what people are looking for from their clubs in terms of wellness um, across the space? So that's a really interesting conversation. Um, and then we're followed by our colleague, uh, Christina Kruger, who's the manager of member communities and student development to really talk about uh, fitness more from our members' perspective, uh, we're going to be offering some great opportunities for fitness at the upcoming World Conference. And this is a newer thing for us. Um, you know, uh, the last couple of years, we've integrated this into our programming, even virtually last year. And uh, Christina is going to tell us about the two sessions she's talking about, she's going to present. Um, but we also wanted to give a big shout out uh, for our other activities that we have going on at mm -hmm. wellness activities going on at conference. Um, we are going to have the Club Lo Love Run Walk, yes. um, both at conference and in advance. So um, the virtual aspect of this actually started back in November, first opened in November. Um, and I know that's when I signed up to uh, to pick my mileage goal and work towards it. Um, and it's really a great opportunity, both for your you know, personal goals, but also to raise money for a really good cause, the Club Foundation. So all of Absolutely. that money helps fund the scholarships and grants programs that benefit um, all of our members and the industry and our chapters. So it's a great opportunity. You don't have to go to conference. You don't have to, you actually don't have to actually run. You can, no, you, you can, can do walk. anything. You could bike, you can walk, you can track, track your, your miles or your steps, whatever you're doing to stay active. Um, counts in the in the virtual club love fun run walk yeah space so I, I just want to give a shout out because there's some really great numbers up on the leaderboard there um, so I'm not gonna these don't have last names so I'm not gonna shout out anybody's last names but Alexandria has 471.4 miles and that is just amazing Tom's got 452 um, Bill has 181.8 
Melissa, John, how many do you have? Give yourself um, a pat on the back. Well, I have a pat on the back. I have two, 241.1. Nice. So again, these date back to November, but you know, this is an, a great opportunity uh, to do some good for a good cause. So if you haven't signed up, if not, check out our website, um, head to the conference website, look under networking opportunities and, and check that out and get signed up and, and join the fun. Uh, it's, it's always a great race in person, but it's also a great way to give back virtually uh, and help meet your own fitness goals for the year. Yep. All right. Well, stay tuned for our conversations with the Kims, Catherine and Christina. <laughs> Well, there's no better time to talk about wellness than January. I think everybody's talking about wellness in January, and we are excited to dive into that with two leaders in the wellness world today. We have Kim Dorsey is a spa industry veteran now working for CSFA partner, Cause Plus Medic, and Kim Marshall is a lifestyle trend expert and the co-founder of Swell, the agency. She is also the host of the Global Wellness Summit podcast, which we all have to check out. Uh, both Kim D and Kim, Kim M are Global Wellness Day ambassadors through the Global Wellness Institute. And who brought them to us today? Our amazing colleague, Catherine Lord, the Managing Director of the Club Spa and Fitness Association. So Catherine, we'll start with you today um, to tell us a little bit, give us a little context uh, for today's interview. Awesome. Thank you, Melissa and Kyle, and of course, to um, our esteemed guests today and to to PMAA in general for being able to put this podcast on. But like you said, I think you're right. January, like any time, is, is a good one to be thinking about wellness. And certainly in the last two years, there has been a heightened focus on wellness is what we've experienced with the pandemic. Um, and I think it's been a huge opportunity for anyone who's tapped into wellness services, if that's in the club space or beyond, to see how we can access wellness in new and exciting ways. And so CMAA for the conference, of course, in my opinion, anything can be wellness. If you offer food at your club, you're offering wellness. But we wanted to give a nice highlight to, to this focus uh, and we're doing so on the expo floor. So this year we have the CSFA Wellness Pavilion, which is gonna be a gallery of wellness-based products and services that clubs can integrate into their operations, whether they have a specified wellness operation or not. These are things that you could bring into your club that really highlight the benefits of healthy, happy living. Um, and so I was excited to talk about wellness and these two ladies have been really supportive of CSFA, obviously Kim Dorsey from her um, involvement with the two companies, Cosmetic and Clean Republic, who have been partners to CSFA, and then with Kim Marshall being connected to the Global Wellness Summit, and she was actually an educator for us last year in 2021. So these two know what's going on in the wellness world, and we're excited to share about it. Fabulous. We'd love to get some perspective, and we've got a couple questions lined up. So Kim Marshall, I'm going to give this question to you first. So let's start with demystifying wellness. What should our listeners know? I mean, we hear this as a buzzword all the time. How do you define wellness? Well, you know, it typically depends on the person, but according to the Global Wellness Institute, they define it as the active pursuit of activities, choices, and lifestyles that lead to overall health. So if you put it in perspective, it used to be people just went, went, went until the machine broke down and then they went to the doctor to be fixed. Now it's all about proactive wellness. And this covers physical, mental, 
emotional, spiritual, social, even environmental. So the um, COVID really did stop us in our tracks. I mean, the whole world. And we think about um, taking you know, stock of what's important to us and what feels good and why. And so uh, we've seen a huge increase in interest in wellness. But Kim Dorsey and I started out in wellness in the spa world, where that means facials, massages, soaking, that sort of thing. But it has grown, right, Kim? It is blossomed and grown and wellness the way it used to be is totally changing, uh, especially with COVID, of how we think about it every day. Yeah, and so, when we think about the marketplace, you know, uh, the Institute has defined it as about four point, what well, used to say 4.7 trillion, but, and that covers things like beauty, travel, fitness, nutrition, alternative medicine, wellness, real estate. But of course it went down during COVID because everything slowed, but they, they and other experts predict a 10% growth rate in wellness so that the marketplace grows to about 7 trillion in value by 2025. That's amazing. That is incredible. So Kim Dorsey, I'll throw this to you. Um, you know, you mentioned over the last few years that we've seen that heightened focus on an interest in embracing um, wellness and healthy lifestyles. Uh, definitely, you know, COVID has given us time to think about our own priorities. So where do you think the focus is in wellness now? And where do you think people are in terms of that? That they're thinking about it more before it used to be maybe a side note that um, they would live their day-to-day -day life and go about working. And as we see what's happening um, with people resigning from their jobs, they're thinking about themselves first, their families first, their kids first, making sure that they're okay mentally and physically. And I know Kim Marshall, um, she dug a little deeper on this one and she, um, I'm gonna throw it back to her because she's got some good um, preparation for it. Well, the trends are really fascinating. You know, it's like a ripple effect. Since COVID, for many people, took away the sense of smell, now smell has become more important. Aromatherapy, you know, how does your club smell? Do you have a signature scent? How about your lotion, things, your soap in the shower, your shampoo? And are they healthy smells? Are they clean smells? Also, working from home uh, really meant people are going to be comfortable now. So what they wear to the club is going to change. What they wear everywhere, the shoes. Why are tennis shoes so popular? I mean, we went to London and every store of Selfridges, I mean, every store, every floor had cooler and cooler tennis shoes. And then you think about- Okay, but I don't know about for you. I can't put a heel on anymore. I can't physically wear a heel. My foot will not adjust to it anymore. That's right. I'm not going to show you the shoes I'm wearing right now. But if I just say they're Adidas and they're comfy. Um, Another thing is contrast bathing. You know, you can do that in your house. You can do hot, cold, hot, cold in your shower. But if you can get to a hot springs and soak, or if a club has a wet area, for God's sake, make a little circuit because the science shows that it makes you recover your muscles. It makes you live longer. There's also um, food as medicine. You know, not everybody has to be vegan, but plant forward is smart and matching your gut health and your individual nutrition needs to what is offered to you is important to people. Also, one thing I love is age positivism. Um, there's a guy named David Stewart who started a 
magazine called Ageist, and he puts everybody 50 plus on the cover. And it's not like get the Geritol and the Labrador and Tommy Bahamas and walk on the beach. No, it's skydive, it's start new companies, it's you know, look your age and be stunningly wonderful with it. Also, movement as medicine. Can we go back one more? Can we go back to Ageless? One of us of the five of us was on the cover and it wasn't me. <laughs> it's just because I'm only 51. Okay, that's a lot. Now, the other <laughs> thing is employees um, are rethinking what it means to work. And so employers have to go, okay, what, what is attractive about coming here? And how healthy is my environment? So if clubs want to remodel, that wellness real estate is exploding and there's ways to get certified. I mean, J-Lo, Lady Gaga, everybody, Robert De Niro were in an ad for the well-building certification and saying, I look for the well-building certification before I go into building. And then there's a government organization called FitWell. So it's just ways to ensure that people are safe when they get in somewhere. But the most important to me of all of this, forget everything, is the mental wellness. I mean, Gen Z and millennials are like, sure, I'll use therapy online. Sure, I'll talk about it to my friend. Look at Tuesday. So I'm telling you, that's my favorite. Like, the mind is your body too. Yeah, I think that's great information for all of our um, members to think about for their clubs, but also for their own well-being and wellness um, and refocus. So we know clubs offer a special space where wellness can be harnessed in many ways because so many of their club members come to that home away from home experience. So where do you think the main opportunities lie for clubs to integrate wellness into their daily operations, even without having a gym or dedicated spa space? Kim Marshall, I'll kick that to you first. <laughs> oh, I, that's Kim Giorce. So okay, to... I'm kicking it to you. We should have told you ahead of time, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Go ahead, say that again. So for, for country clubs have been around for, for years and they are known to build that community. People go there, they join the club to have a community for recreation, to golf and the social and dining aspect. And um, it's easy to put these programs in place. It's all about your programming. You can, you might have a small club with no fitness and no spa, but you can work with other wellness spas around the country and do group events that you're flying to these destinations I did it with Tammy Bale at the Carolyn. Oh no, she was at Turnberry at the time. I was at Ida's Golf and Country Club. We took a group to her property for a three-day wellness um, retreat. So you don't have to have the facility to give your members that retreat. You just have to partner up with local um, or national wellness centers and national retreats. And um, Catherine said earlier, it's about your food. You work with your chef. Make sure that they have something on the menu and set it. Um, instead of, you know, fried chicken, do a great chicken meal. When I was at Ibis Golf and Country Club, we did a, um, a recipe for fried cauliflower. And it was so good that it went on the menu and it was the most popular lunch item. So it's little things like that. And getting outdoors, you have all this space and acres of space. And get your members to go for a walk. You can still social distance. But use it at the time where it's walk with a general manager or walk with a pro, people that they don't get to um, see a lot, but would love to go on a walk. We wouldn't want to go walk with the general manager of the club because you could never get him, right? So now the um, country club um, general manager, he's getting out, he's getting exercise. Everybody can start their, their day that way. And really think outside the box. 
go to the beach. Um, when I was at the Atlantic Hotel, Tim and I did this. We did a program called the Surf Goddess Program. There's not a lot of waves in Florida, but you get on the board, you get outside, you're not thinking, and we know it, you're surfing. So it's just taking those ideas, making them reality, and working with um, your operations director and your managers to really find some fun, unique opportunities to get out there. I also think um, people have a choice now. They can get that near, you know, to do a fitness class at home or a Peloton or whatever, like for a big gym in Sex and City. But what I, what I say too is that part of wellness is social, connecting and engaging with others in the community in meaningful ways. So that trumps, oh, I hate to use that word, but that really out, outweighs uh, staying home on your Peloton and looking in the mirror and doing it by yourself. So that community now, add to that the environmental wellness where you can say, how am I helping the how are we giving back? I mean, we're privileged in the community to belong to this club and do all these things, but is there any way that we together can feel like we're giving back and maybe helping maybe children or animals or whatever? So all these things grade right in to how you feel about your own well-being. Kim, I think that's a great point. And I just wanted to add that there's been a lot of talk throughout the last two years, of course, about supporting our club staff. So of course we wanna offer these wellness opportunities to our club members, but in helping build a well culture, you have to start from the inside out. So that's starting with your GM going for a walk, that's starting with taking care of your staff, offering them places of rest and quiet and places where they can they can revive to then better serve your club members so i like the idea that you're talking about sort of bridging that very tactile environment of what does your space smell like do you have clean air do you have mold in your building you know all of all of those environmental aspects but environment in the um more sort of cultural meaning of that world word how are we developing a well culture among our staff and our members and let me tell you something, like you're, you're so right on, Catherine. We're working with a luxury hotel company that I can't name, but they want wellness woven through all their properties. And I'm talking safari, boats, trains, and hotels. And they said they're going to take the first 90 days and build their employee and management culture to get them inspired before they ever introduce it to the public. Isn't that encouraging? So that's very encouraging. That's awesome. What an, what, what an amazing concept. I have one thing that I want to add to that. I have one thing that I want to add to that for the employees. Um, one, one time for a spa that I did, um, we invested in a big juicer, a blender. Every day at three o'clock, I stopped, I went to the prep room and we juice and I made everybody juice because at three o'clock, they're not getting tired. They have enough, they got five more services that they have to do instead of grabbing a Coke or a chip, everybody would get a juice. And the days that I were off were the worst days. It was like, I'm just my juice, I'm just my juice. So everybody got used to in that routine and we were fueling their body with nourishment. See how simple that is? I mean, those are the things. Kim is so creative. When she did the surf camp, I was like, what else, man? That is so cool. And for women, it's like, who's in your spa in your club? Is it women? Is it mostly men? What are they trying to do? Some clubs are tennis oriented, some are golf oriented. So of course you want to have body treatments that enhance your serve, 
or build back your muscle strength or whatever. That's a no-brainer. But where, how can you go to the next step? And maybe you have guest lectures. Maybe you do have the Aegis guy come and do a workshop. He sold out an online workshop in an hour and a half with $700 a ticket because people want life hacks. They want to live forever, especially your clientele, I would say. Absolutely. I love that. And I love, you know, I also now think that Kyle and I need to get a juicer and juice every day at three. So I like that okay. idea. Kim. Yes. Come, come next to next to our Royal Cup coffee machine, we're, we're going to get a juicer um, to, to add to our environment. But I love that. And I and, you know, we're, we've spent so much time talking with so many of our members about how it really starts with their employees. And I love that concept. Uh, from Kim and Catherine, just kind of bringing that together with your employees first and really uh, making sure that you're keeping those folks, putting those first, folks first always. Absolutely. And I just want to add, I think it's, it's, I think we've touched on it several times in this conversation, but truly wellness is, is, I want to say interdisciplinary, but like, that's not the right word, but it is, you can find ways to enhance wellness in everything. And I think we've talked we've talked about it throughout this conversation, but the opportunities are really endless to find ways to improve not only your members' wellness at your club, but also your own, right? Like we can start by making small choices, but the opportunities are truly endless. And I think this conversation has really started to highlight some of those um, and will hopefully help our listeners and our members start to capitalize on those opportunities in their own spaces and their own lives. Um, you, you ladies shameless, shameless plug i would encourage everyone to visit the uh, global wellness summit podcast it's pod.link forward slash g w s or just go to apple but we interview everybody financial wellness you know far uvc life and um employee health an app that you can download and help your whether it's alcoholism or smoking cessation so, there's so many resources. I just want to make sure it's free. You might as well enjoy it. We'll be sure to share that link with our listeners as well. The dogs are encouraging. <laughs> um, before we before we wrap up, I want to give Catherine a chance to uh, once again plug the wellness pavilion um, that will be available to all CMA World Conference attendees. Uh, so, Catherine, do you want to just give us another brief rundown of what's going to be available on site at World Conference for folks? I would love to. Thanks, Kyle. And you you made a perfect segue in talking about how uh, really you can access wellness in any in anything. And so it's really our goal in the pavilion and CSFA as an association through our education and our events to showcase the different ways you can do this. Every club is somewhere on the spectrum of integrated wellness. So it may be that they don't have any fitness at all, but they offer a lovely menu. Um, or you're at another club where the food and beverage department and the fitness department are working hand in hand to create programs and menus and things like that. Every spot on the wellness spectrum is a great one, as long as you have the perspective um, that you, you are integrating wellness. So the pavilion, um, is a place where we're going to showcase these products and services that clubs can take on no matter where they fall on the, the spectrum of wellness integration um, and, and bring pieces of that to their staff and to their members. So uh, we've got some equipment demonstrations from our partners, Miha Body Tech, Power Plate, and Techno Gym. 
We've got some great product displays from two of Kim's companies, Cosmetic and Clean Republic, um, as well as another um, company, Ready Care, and a few others that are just showing you don't have to have a 20,000 square foot fitness facility. You don't have to have, you know, a multi-service spa space, even if you just change up your cleaning equipment but, and, and move from using bleach to Clean Republic, which is non-toxic, you are creating a more well space. And that's what we want for people. So I'm excited for CSFA to be right there in the middle of the show floor. So we're excited to see folks come by and learn more about both the association and all of our great partners who are helping bring uh, our club industry more wellness. Thank you, Catherine, for sharing that. And uh, we are obviously really excited to be able to present this to all of our World Conference attendees. Um, and thank you both Kims for joining us today and sharing your wealth Thanks of knowledge. Of course, it's our pleasure. <laughs> it's our pleasure. Yeah. Well, when we when I think of wellness and I think of the wellness expert in off, our office, that would certainly be Christina Kruger. And she is the most fabulously warm person um, who comes on our podcast. And I know you guys can hear that when you talk to her. So, you know, talking about the second episode of January, really diving into wellness. And we, we've talked to some industry experts kind of about trends and what clubs can do. But I think, you know, one of the areas that we don't talk enough about is the wellness of our members and what our members can do to take care of themselves um, as they move forward. So we're excited because at conference this year, we're going to have a full offering daily of a, an activity. Um, and we, you know, we started this last year, you know, we started, um, you know, and we've done these in the past years where we've had a couple, but last year with virtual, you know, all of our virtual events had a, a nice wellness component, whether it was chair yoga or, you know, one of those nice activities. And this year, Christina is going to be leading three activities for us. So we're excited to talk to her about her activities. I'm so excited, ladies. It's going to be so much fun and it's going to be outside. It's going to be so great. That'll be so wonderful because, I mean, we're trapped inside for the majority of conference, you know, whether we're in the hotel or in the convention center. And yes, we're selling everyone, come to sunny San Diego. And it's like, just kidding, you're going to be inside all day long. Um, so just so you guys know, I did a weather check oh, in good. preparation for our call today. It is a beautiful and sunny 66 degrees slated for San Diego today. So I can't think Same. of any better weather um, to be outside for all of us coming from the East Coast and the, exactly. the Midwest where it's been just bitterly cold and snowy and fabulously yucky. Speaking of bitterly cold in the Midwest, it was 22 below at my parents' house in Wisconsin today. So 60 something degrees sounds shorts weather. Absolutely. Balmy. Absolutely. Balmy. So, <laughs> balmy. Uh, that's one of those words that's kind of gross if you think about it too long. So we're going to move on from that. Uh, what well, I was saying was that getting outside to do some morning fitness activities is a great way to start your day, not only with a little exercise and fresh air, but also some of that beautiful vitamin D from the sun. So Christina is going to be doing two days, three days, two days, two days. Two. two days of fitness activities um, in the morning. And she did this virtually last year too. And it was, I mean, I was lucky to attend both. And I loved starting my conference day with a little sweat and a little stretch 
it just gets your brain and your body in the right space for some learning. So Christina, can you talk to us a little bit about what you have planned, what folks can expect, and maybe what they should bring with them if they're thinking about participating? Yeah. Um, so I will be teaching the first session, so on Saturday the 19th, um, and then the last one, Wednesday the 23rd. Um, so I'll be opening and closing. Um, and they're both going to be yoga, right? We have a CSFA member that's going to be doing the middle two days. And then, of course, we have our fun run. Um, but I'm going to be focusing on yoga still. So the first one um, on the 19th is going to be like an exciting pump in music. Like we're going to stretch, but we're going to move. And just an exciting kickoff to, to conference. Um, and... I'm really excited for that. I personally love to move when I'm on my mat. I, I definitely appreciate a good stretchy stretch, but like when I can get into that first chaturanga, it's like, okay, it's go time and let's just move. <laughs> um, but I will say the, um, it usually scares people when I say let's move and let's sweat um, when, I, when I teach. So I will just, I will say this as well. Um, that first session is going to be for everyone. Yes, are we going to move? Yes, we are. But it's going to be for all levels. So if you if we're doing something and you're like, wow, Christina, that's cute. I'm not going <laughs> to do that. Um, that's fine. And we are we can stay in child's pose or you can just whatever posture you want to just hang out in until you're ready to join us again. Awesome. Or if you're like, Christina, I want to stand on my head. I'll be like, okay, let's do it. Um, and in a safe way, right? We'll, we'll have opportunities for, for both levels to, to get what they need. Um, so that'll be the first, the first day. And then the last day on the 23rd, I was thinking because it's after the fun run, right? So it's after a day of running and it's our last day of conference. I thought it would be more beneficial to just finish on a, on a slower pace. Right? So we'll still move and we'll still flow, but we're going to focus more on breath, more on holding each pose um, and definitely more on stretching. I, I understand we have a lot of we have a lot of runners on our team, I think. And we I do. used to be a runner as well. So I understand the, the muscles I go behind that and where you might be feeling a little sore. So we'll get we'll get everyone stretched out on that day. And that way, if you're leaving that evening, you don't have to sit on a plane being all sore um, going back <laughs> home. We can start the day with some stretches and some breathing and a calm like sunrise yoga type of situation before we start our last day. I love um, that. Yeah. So I'm that's perfect. Yeah. Because even if you didn't, even if you're not participating in like the fun run, even just a whole week of standing, being on your feet, walking around on, you know, hard cement floors for several hours a day. I mean, that can take a, a toll on your your back, your knees, your legs, um, and and getting a good stretch, taking a, you know, a few minutes to pause and collect your breath is really important and, and just a good way to maybe sit and reflect in everything you've learned throughout the week too. Yes. And I think as well, um, you are so right that typically when conference happens, we're always inside mm-hmm. and you're always learning in, in, in lecture halls and whatnot, which is so great. And that's why we come. But I remember being in Dallas and at the end of the week, I was like, wow, I have not breathed fresh air all week. <laughs> um, and it, yep. that's gross. I, I am someone that if I don't get outside at least once a day, I'm a very not kind person. So um, I love that we have these opportunities to... Uh, to at least 
have the option for you to start your day outside. Um, and it's California, right? So like if you're taking a break, you can grab a coffee throughout the day and then just walk outside, which is really, really nice. I'm excited. I'm excited for this. So Christina, do you know the exact location of these workouts where they're going to be yet or not? Um, the Marina Terrace, I think okay. is what I, I was told. Um, Perfect. So we have an outside option and then if it rains, we have an inside as well. I don't know what the inside backup plan is, but I believe it's the Marina Terrace that we're going to okay. be having our sessions on. Perfect. Well, like I said, that'll be a great way to start the day. And and to our listeners, we will make sure that Christina gets her daily constitutional outside so that she remains her bubbly, happy self. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's fake news. I've never seen me, Christina, anything but bubbly. So yeah. I, I just don't think it, it happens. So You're so kind. You're so kind. <laughs> I think we would all do well to get some fresh air during the week of conference for sure. I mean, we do have the added bonus this year of being having the member services pavilion and registration registration and most of the things that aren't education are in that sales pavilion which has basically just one giant skylight room so at least we'll we'll see we'll see the sun we'll feel it it'll be there (laughs) but not enough to get us well maybe enough to get us on i don't know (laughs) some spf it'll be fine (laughs) my my pale irish skin will just be like lady wear a hat please what are you doing please go put some spf on (laughs) pretty please Pretty, pretty, please. Um, Christina, is there anything else you want to share with us about fitness or wellness at conference? I don't I don't know if there's anything else we need to cover. No, I think that's pretty much it. I would just recommend um, if you have, like we'll have some yoga mats provided. So, um, so at least there's that. If you have your own, I honestly might bring my own <laughs> because I'm, I'm particular when it comes to my mat. So if you have yours and you're able to, to bring it with you, um, please make, bring your mat with you. Um, and I would say, especially for that first day and maybe for the second day too, depending on what the weather is like, um, just to, you know, if you have a water bottle, bring a towel. I, I do think we'll have water bottles provided. Um, but again, if you have your own, um, and you want to bring it, but always good to, I always recommend having a towel and water bottle, even if you don't use your towel to like wipe the sweat off, it's good to use for a strap, right? Mm -hmm. If you needed extra assistance to stretch, um, that's what a a good old towel is for. So, um, it would be the only two things that I would recommend. I would jump in and say, uh, bring clothes that you feel comfortable moving and stretching in and some layers Um, because we'll be outside. It is the morning. It can be a little, I mean, yes, we've been sitting here going on about how warm it will be, but it's the morning we're on the water. Um, There is the potential that could be a little bit cooler. So, you know, just some sleeves as a top layer and something that you can take off once you start getting warm, getting moving um, is, is always a good idea, something to have as well. And that's what I'll be doing. <laughs> yeah, all the layers just start ripping them off. <laughs> yeah. So talk, talking about um, fit, fitness and wellness, just in general, Christina, I know a lot of people, January is like the switch. They they they, they make a New Year's resolution. They really start um, to kind of dive down that path. What advice do you give to people as they kind of start this process? Starting the process, I say not to be too strict. Um, I mean, we, the three of us were joking before about um, grazing on peanut butter M&Ms, um, but it's true. Like, even if you're starting your health and wellness journey or if you're, you're decided to change your lifestyle a little bit, I think the biggest mistake that everyone makes is to restrict. Um, and it's it's on a on a mental standpoint, there's, there is a lot to be said with, um, I think food is the biggest struggle for people, um, is 
oh, I'm not going to eat junk food anymore. I'm like, I, that's, that's incorrect. If you do that, you are not going to succeed. Um, in that, and maybe you will go a while without having some junk food, but the moment you do, you're going to start beating yourself up over it. And that is a whole other side of health and wellness that I think we don't take seriously enough. So I think not being so strict when you first start out, you'll still see results, you'll still make progress, um, but you're going to be more relaxed about it. And that's how you create that lifestyle. You don't, you're never, and I'm, I'll be upset for you if anyone ever goes the rest of their life without having a brownie. I am really upset about that. So um, I think it's just being aware that maybe we don't have 50 brownies each day, but like one, like after lunch, cool, I'm going to have a super balanced lunch, whatever that looks like for me. And I'm going to have a brownie because I'm not going to restrict myself. And then you move on. Um, So I think that's the biggest, the biggest thing that I always tell people. Um, I coach at a gym nearby and that's, that's, we had a big conversation about that not too long ago for the new year is to just make sure that you're being kind to yourself and um, setting realistic and specific goals for yourself. can go a long way. Um, And I think too, for me personally, I like to talk about when I'm struggling or having a hard time with stuff. So if you have a workout buddy or I'm happy, anyone can call me (laughs) (laughs) to to be a listening ear. Um, But just to talk about successes and frustrations and how to do things differently, I think is super important as anyone starts a journey like that. Absolutely. I think uh, setting goals for yourself that are, like you said, specific, but also reasonable um, and sustainable. Because any time you go and you say, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to not eat junk food anymore, or I'm going to work out 60 minutes every single day. It's like, okay, well, that's cute that you think that you're going to do that. But, and you might be successful at it for two weeks. You might be successful at it for a month. Um, And if you are successful at it, that says a lot about your mental tenacity, but it may also say that perhaps you have a disordered relationship with exercise and food. Um, (laughs) But something that is sustainable over time is where you're going to see the most progress, right? Something, progress is incremental. It's not it's not huge. It's not, you know, I'm making giant steps every, every week. It's maybe I, I added two pounds to my back squat in the month, in the last month. That's, that's amazing. That's awesome. Um, or whatever. Like all of our listeners know what a back squat is. (laughs) I understand Kyle. I knew what I was talking about. (laughs) Uh, it is a squat in which the barbell is racked on your shoulders and you hold it to the back. Yeah. Hence the back squat. <laughs> back squat. Christina and I should do some strength training demos for everyone always. That'd be I fun. Would love Anyways. That. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that, Christina. I think I think that's great advice. And I think uh, we, we all would do well to, to remind ourselves of that all the time. Because even when you're in it and when you think, you know, you feel very comfortable and it, it's good. It's good to just remind yourself um I like what you said to be kind to yourself. It's that giving grace, right? Like I'm not perfect. I'm not going to be perfect all the time. And I shouldn't be because, you know, I like a brownie. I like a cookie and guess what? It brings me joy. Yes. So, you know, I'm going to eat it. And I was listening to a podcast yesterday, um, Jordan Syatt, he's a industry professional and, and just a wonderful human. If no one follows him on, on Instagram, you should, because he's hilarious as well. Um, but he had said something really interesting about how there's so much focus on year goals and not enough on seven year goals. 
Yeah. And um, he started off by saying that he wanted to, he like looked it up, whatever, like the most elite number is for an individual to do a, a deadlift. And it was like three times your body weight for a male. Yeah. And so he was like, okay, yeah, I'm going to do four times because he's extra and he's fabulous like that. And um, he said that he didn't do it over a year or two years. Um, and he was abroad for some of that. He was working, life got in the way. But in, I think he said eight years, he was able to deadlift like 400 some pounds. And I'm like, <laughs> but there's not enough emphasis on a long-term goal what like what you can do in a decade think back a decade ago like how much have you done since then and so I think if your goal is to lose a substantial amount of weight don't have it be in a month because that's it's going to be too much and if you get a good amount in a month that's awesome and you should celebrate that but if it takes you a year or two years to get where you feel most comfortable that's to be celebrated too so i liked that message on that of like if it doesn't happen in a year that's okay that doesn't mean you stop trying because you've made progress for a year so just keep going until you get to wherever you're supposed to wherever you're supposed to be 100 percent. i think strength training and I'll get off this after after this comment, but <laughs> strength strength training is a really good metaphor for um, the 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 way to look at like incremental progress because um, when you first start out, the first time you start using weights, you can make huge strides very quickly because you're you're a lot stronger than you think you are. Once you learn how to do a movement properly and move a weight properly, you can lift a lot more than what you started with because again you're already, you already have that base of strength. But once you get to a point where you've, you've set a PR and you want to hit another big one, it's going to take you a long, long time to build that muscle, to build that strength. And exactly what you said, Christina, it's not going to happen in a year, probably, because we're, we all have things that take our attention away. Unless you're like a, a professional athlete who gets paid to exercise every single day, which I mean, the dream, right? I, I <laughs> love that. <laughs> you're a normal human who's fitting in your your fitness time in 30 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day. You know, it's going to take a long, long time to to build up that strength and and to reach that goal. But that doesn't mean you give up on it. And that certainly doesn't mean that you're not making progress every single day. It's hard to measure because it's small, but it's still happening. Um, but I, I like that idea of thinking about those longer term goals. Like a year is great, but seven years, like you can do a whole heck of a lot in that time. So yeah. good one. Like that. Yeah, I, I like that. I like that, you know, that perspective. I think that's a that's a great way to, to wrap our episode. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's <you>. good. I <laughs> planned that. <laughs> Genius. All right. Well, Christina, thank you so much, as always, for joining us today. We always look forward to our conversations with you. And uh, I'm excited to do some yoga at World Conference. It'll be, like I said, it's it's nice to be able to start the day with that moment of centering and stretching and sweating um, before the day kicks off and things get going. So we look forward to that and we look forward to connecting with everybody on the mat. Absolutely. You don't need to register for those sessions. Nope. Just show up there. You'll find show it up. in the app with any with any questions. So no registration required. We're happy to answer questions if anybody has them leading up to the event. That about wraps that up for this month for January. 
to better because January is basically <laughs> over. We, we got a couple more hours left in yeah, the day. It's fine. <laughs> But before we wrap, we wanted to share about the other two conference activities that are happening on uh, Sunday the 20th and Monday the 21st, and that is our CSFA workouts presented um, by CSFA and Clean Canteen. So you can check out on Sunday morning with friend of the podcast and listener, Luis Bracamonte is going to do an invigorating workout to get your blood pumping. So get moving with the morning workout on Sunday morning. That's at 6.30 a.m. Check the app for the exact location. And the good news is all participants will receive a one-of-a-kind water bottle from Clean Canteen. No registration is required. So uh, just find that location in the conference app that you have downloaded this week and uh, get that uh, information. And then the next day, Luis will also be coming back for a high energy workout so another high energy workout so get your energy ready for another great day of conference um, it's pretty exciting uh, there's really so many great opportunities between the yoga with christina these two workouts with Luis, and then the club love uh fun run and walk on absolutely uh tuesday morning so yeah it's a lot of chances to, to start the day off right get a little endorphin rush going before you you head over to the convention center to to take some uh to do some education and and mm -hmm. some browsing at the expo so take advantage uh of all of these opportunities uh, as melissa said it's a little bit of a new thing that we're doing but it's really exciting to be able to offer these fitness opportunities uh every day throughout conference um, i know i'll definitely be taking advantage of them when my schedule allows so <laughs> like i like to start my day uh, off on the right foot so I think it's a uh, it's a good good way to get the blood pumping and, and your brain working in the morning because learning things is always a little bit easier when you're more awake absolutely Just maybe and then, you know and then just drop by the uh, coffee cafe and see yeah. our friends at Royal Cup and you'll be on your way you'll be, you'll be good day. to go you'll have endorphins and you'll have caffeine like what more do you need <laughs> nothing exactly uh okay well I think that that totally wraps us up for this episode ending the month of january on a very excited note looking forward to uh next month tomorrow looking forward to next month uh when we get to be in person again um and we'll have one more probably one more episode of the podcast to come before we head to san diego so stay tuned um for that but until then i'm kyle that's melissa and thank you for listening to let's talk club management we will talk to you again soon Bye. Bye. The Let's Talk Club Management podcast is a podcast of the Club Management Association of America. Since 1927, CMAA has been the largest professional association for managers of membership clubs throughout the U.S. and internationally. The objectives of the association are to promote relationships between club management professionals and other similar professions, to encourage the education and advancement of members, and to provide the resources needed for efficient and successful club operations. Under the covenants of professionalism, education, leadership, and community, CMAA continues to extend its reach as the leader in the club management practice. CMAA is headquartered in Alexandria, Virginia, with more than 40 professional chapters and more than 40 student chapters and colonies. Please learn more at www.cmaa.org. Dot org.